The Touchdown City Show is presented by Salango Law, where you don't get excuses, you get results. Visit them online at salangolaw.com. to you from the Stone Church Studio in St. Albans, West Virginia. Here's your host, Anthony Lewis, along with Avon Coborn and Derek Bailey. This is the Touchdown City Show. Hey, Mountaineer fans, welcome into the Touchdown City Show presented by Salango Law. I'm Anthony Lewis in the Stone Church Studio with Michael Sussman, Derek Bailey, and the GOAT, Mr. Avon Coburn. And this is the Touchdown City Show. We'll talk a little bit about a little bit about Mountaineer football for the next hour. So put on your seatbelts, folks. We got a lot to talk about. Gentlemen, welcome back. No game this week. There were plenty to watch. Yeah, yeah. And everybody kept asking me, "What? What? So what times the Mountaineers play today?" I'm like, "Didn't you get it? We didn't play at all. We it's played on a, Thursday. It's called bye. They were they were seven point dogs. I said they were underdogs." <laughs> Not so, sure. Not sure the defense stopped the air they were going against. <laughs> I saw the. Uh, I saw somebody tweet that this week, and I was like, "Man, it's it's hard out here it's, for it's this rough, team right now." It's rough now. right now. Right. But um, you know, it was a good good weekend, beautiful weekend in the Mountain State. I actually went down to the Chili Fest, and it's called Fall Y'all Chili Fest in St. Albans on Main Street. Uh, probably about three thousand people there. It was That's packed. Good. That's a good crowd. Fall y'all, that's West Virginia, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that nice. sums up West Virginia. Fall y'all. Yeah, it's a it's a cool fundraiser. The money goes towards uh, funding the canine units for the St. Albans Police Department. Right on. And it's some good music and some good chili. I, I watched football. Got a call or something. I would have brought my my tribe out. We, yeah, they wouldn't eat no chili though. They yeah, don't nothing. It was good, man. It was a good time. But, uh, yeah, no football for the Mountaineers yesterday. And in this hour, um, later in the show, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the games from around the country. Uh, Michael Sussman has a report from uh, Neil Brown from his presser. But let's since we have an off break, since we have a break, let's talk a little bit about where we're at as far as West Virginia. Okay? So, it's it, we're three and two. No, we're two and three. And uh, so, let's talk about the offensive side of the ball. Here's here's I just did a little math. I'm not a good mather. I can tell because you did the scores up there and they're wrong. Are they? Yeah, we're two and three. Oh, see, yeah, it's been a long day, been a long weekend. But anyway, so West Virginia's offense is averaging 38 points a game. 38 points. Without the Towson score, they're averaging 31.5. So, you know, they're putting points on the board. So mm-hmm. offensively, you know. Let's start with JT Daniels. If, if you were going to grade him, and then we'll get into some of the stats. If you're going to grade him, just A, B, C, D, E, F. Let's go around the horn here. How would you grade JT Daniels? I would grade him as a B plus. I'd, I'd give him a B. I'm, I'm right there with you. B plus, good, maybe great, not outstanding. Yeah, I would, I would probably lean more towards the B. I feel like the last two games he's been a little – he's shown his – he's human a little bit, and – you know, Texas definitely kind of uh, the the decision making in the Texas game was a little bit off right. for me, and that's why I, the last two games he's been a little bit subpar for his you know standards. So yeah, that's why I said B. <clears throat> so on the season, he's a he's one fifteen out of one eighty one, sixty three percent, 
eight touchdowns, two interceptions, and those have been deal breakers. <laughs> they, 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 they both returned for touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. What? Both that, that's 10 touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, a catchable ball. <laughs> right. Well, you know, the one – the one I wouldn't give it – I hate that they flag – they put those on those guys. The wheat and drop. Yeah, you that know, wasn't a good one. But the one he threw against Kansas was definitely on yeah. him, you know, yeah. um, trying to do probably too much. But he's got a 132 efficiency rating. So he's good. he's playing pretty good. So I think B is um, right where he would be. What is it that you like about JT? One thing I love about him is is his confidence. The the way well the confidence that he had in the first couple games. I think it's been shaken, but I think his resolve that he has and, and his poise and just the the way he communicates. You know, in the pressers, it, it just it lets me know it. And again, some of that stuff is is you know. Uh, media talk, but I think he, I think he believes it. So that's one of the things. That's that's probably the biggest thing I like about JT is his, his confidence and the way he communicates. I like it that he's poised, he's calm, cool, and collected. Even when things are going south, it seems like he's still out there, like doing what he's supposed to do. It's like a he's a good leader, and he's very poised, and that's I, I like that a lot about him. And he's got a great presence, and he can win a game in a number of ways based off the flow of the game. You see him in Blacksburg. That was more of a game manager type situation. I think he only threw for 210 yards, but he was in control, in command. And then a game that we should have won against Kansas at home was more of the gunslinger JT. But he can do both, and it's all in the flow of the game. Moving on to running backs. Um, so this group has looked really good as a group. 872 yards on 166 attempts. They're averaging as a group 5.2 yards carry. Um, I would grade this group out as an A. They, yeah, they're doing a great job running the football. Um, Mathis is sitting with 70 carries. He's got 296 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he's putting up 4.2 a game. Johnson's got 40 carries, 187 yards, but they've been solid yards. He's getting 4.7 an attempt. And, of course, Donaldson's leading the way with 389 yards on 56 carries, 6.9 yards a carry. My Getting man is man to rock. To, he's toting the mail, as they used to say. Hundred percent, I'm with you on that. That, that whole group has been an A. Um, they they've been solid. Uh, I think it's been again some dysfunction in leadership on on how that how that group you know distributes those carries. But again, I just think it. I think they they've been playing well. Yeah, I'd probably give them an A. I mean, they've played very well. I, I really like what I see out of Donaldson. I think he's fantastic, and he's got a bright future. Um, but overall, I think an A out of that position group, they're averaging more than five yards a carry probably altogether, and uh, they, they look pretty good right now. 5.25. I think the only fumble we've seen that, that we lost was uh, Mathis. Mathis he, at Virginia Tech. He fumbled Tech. twice. But, he, but I no. think they only lost the one. Yep. So, yes, and they're not turning the ball over. They're holding the football. That's that's what you look for. Um, and I'll give them an A as well, just because just finding a diamond in the rough like C.J. Donaldson is a huge win. The guy, just a freshman, he can run block. He's a hard downhill runner with a good burst, too. Uh, a lot to be excited about with him. I would like to see him get involved more in the passing game. They do throw, and I should have printed out the receiving yards. You know, I was just talking a little bit about the carries, but they do throw the ball to him in a pretty pretty decent amount. Um, you know, I would like to see some more wheel routes. That's what I want to see Donaldson on a wheel route. So bad. <laughs> I, I think I, so. Last week, uh, not well. Thursday night, they they threw the ball to him a lot more than they have. I think they're working him into the system. He had a a couple passes where you know swing route uh, screen passes that they threw it to him right now. Um, so I think I think that's happening. Um, and you know, Will routes. I, I would like to see him line up as that you know that fifth receiver, and you know go work the middle that way. You know what I mean? Because he has the talent to do it. Yes, I mean. 
listen, when you have three running backs, I think even earlier the season we were talking about who you have to put in the backfield, it's great to have three – a full room of guys that you can trust and put out there because we right. see what happens. You lose Donaldson to injury. And realistically, when he went down, there wasn't anything I was like heavily concerned about was his injury. Mm-hmm. That wasn't anything I was really worried about because you got two other guys – to back them up. So I tell you what, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the offense and we'll dive into some of the defense. We'll do all that after this. The touchdown city show will be back right after this. The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interests at heart. This is attorney Ben Salango. Just like the Mountaineers are fighting hard on the field, the Salango Law Firm will fight hard to win your case. Whether it's medical malpractice, automobile or trucking accidents, hiring an experienced lawyer will make a difference in the outcome of your case. When you hire my law firm, you get results, not excuses. Check us out at salangolaw.com. At Summit Community Bank, we believe in making people our priority. We believe in personalized service and exceptional financial products and services that meet a diverse range of needs. So whether you're saving for college, first-time home shopping, planning for retirement, or managing a small business, Summit is committed to helping you live your best financial life. Visit www.mysummit.bank to learn more. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. This is Aaron Beasley, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Show. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show presented by Salengo Law. And before we took the break, we were talking about the offensive side of the ball, and I want to continue that before we get into the defensive side of the ball. Uh, the wide receivers, Sam James, Caden Prather, Bryce Fort Wheaton, as a group, how would you rate these guys? Uh, for me, I would I would rate them as a C minus. Um you know they 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 didn't they've been they, they haven't played well when they needed to all the time so i mean all the drops to me c minus i wanted to give them an f but i was like they can't do that um <laughs> an f how yeah. do you give from f to c minus i that's what that's what the reason why is one they lost the game and two they had five drops in and within the last you know last game so okay. so agree. for me right. i'm i'm like yeah they they're a c c minus i'm gonna give them a d Simply because, like Avon said, the one drop in the pit game probably cost you the game. Uh, they've dropped several passes. This also counts with tight ends because they're pass catchers as well. The drops have got to stop. I mean, they drop passes. This is the fourth year of Neil Brown and the fourth year of the dropsies. I mean, you have to catch the ball. That's that's your job. And uh, they're just not doing a great job of catching the ball. Ford Wheaton has been very good since game one. I'll give him all the credit in the world. But as a unit, as a whole, they they're not getting the job done. Yeah, I'm going F. Um, it, it drops cost you a game against Pitt, our arch rival. It's six total drops in that one. Seven drops against Texas, five in the first half. And, and so the question you ask yourself, you see a Sam James start year in, year out. Well, if he keeps dropping balls, why is he playing? Do we have options? Do we just not have any talent there in the room? I think – Anybody that would have stepped up in his position has since transferred. That's it. Well, that's the amazing thing to me, though, is he keeps running him out there. Like, how many? How many you will let him drop? I mean, you have to. You have to start subbing and getting those younger guys in when this guy is. He, he's just not. He makes spectacular plays, but at the same time, he is killing us. So, uh, it's it's not worth it. Yeah, leading the way, us uh, uh, Bryce Ford Wheat, four hundred twelve yards, four touchdowns, and then I think Caden Prather, out of all the guys, is the guy that has really been coming on strong lately as a possession receiver. 
So um, he's got drops too. Yeah, he does, but he's he's getting a little better. <laughs> uh, on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, it's easy just to sit and go f f no. because they're giving up points, total, right? Total. I don't. Did we do that for the offense? The total no, offense? No, we're going to go down the line here. Okay. So, but when when you generally hear people talk and they're like, "Oh, the defense has been so bad," but mm-hmm. so let's start. Let's start with this. Let's start with the defensive backs because they're struggling with losing Charles Charles Woods. But I want to point something out. Akeem Mesador, now he wasn't a defensive back, but these are the guys this defense has lost in the last two years. Akeem Mesador, uh, Josh Chandler Samito, Tyke Smith, Nick Troy Fortune, and Andre Sean Miller have all left this defense. Uh, and next man up, if you don't have that mentality, you're going to suck and you're going to lose. So I understand that. But next, those guys should have been clamoring, you know, watching. Oh, it's my time now. Regardless of who comes in, you, as a as a player, you want that. I mean, you don't want anybody to get hurt, but you like get them out of the way so I can play. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's we can't give excuses to that. Like, it's not an excuse. I'm just pointing out that you've lost starters that were all Americans, and now you're trying to substitute guys that have transferred up. You know, Rashad Ajay. Um, Wesley McCormick, Burks and Floyd are sophomores and juniors. One kid transferred from Colorado State. The other kid transferred from James Madison. Mm -hmm. That's who you're trying to plug and play with. I'm not going to knock James Madison. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying it's a different level. There's a reason why we beat them every single time. Well, I don't know if we beat them this year or not. They're they're Sunbelt now. They'll play Marshall soon. I know. I know. So let's go back to the defensive line. Uh, as As a unit, how would you grade this unit with Stills, Martin, and Jefferson? I think they they're they're a solid C B. I'm give them a B. I'm I'm gonna say they're a solid B. I want to give them a C plus, but I, I think you know other than the, the the Kansas game, they they played well. They they've held it down. Even you know versus Texas, um, you know they played they played fairly well. I'm I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them a C. I think they've been average. Uh, I think they can actually be a lot better. They've played inconsistent in my opinion. They've played they played very well against Virginia Tech. Uh, the Kansas game, they really didn't – they're not generating a whole lot of pressure they did against Pitt, but in, they've just been very inconsistent. And, I I mean, I hate to knock – and I'm not knocking him, but I expected a little more out of Stills. I'm going to go with a B-. minus. I also expected more out of Dante Stills. I think uh, Jordan Jefferson at nose has been an upside, but West Virginia has just lacked that edge pass rusher. And speaking of that, uh, Taj Alston cost us kind of that Kansas game late with a foolish penalty, so that curbs it a little bit. I think edge rushing needs to be a focus as far as shoring up the D-line. I think West Virginia's defensive line has definitely stepped up and stopped the run. Stills is getting double teamed up front. You're not going to run the ball against West Virginia. The option – and that RPO stuff with Kansas kind of threw us off. I don't think they took Kansas serious. No, I don't think – nobody in here took them serious. I didn't take them serious. I didn't either, but they re, they're the real deal. Say something. Say something <laughs> like you did. You didn't. I didn't think West, I didn't think they beat West Virginia. I told y'all Kansas would be improved, though. I said it a long time ago. <laughs> you did say they were going to be improved. Right. Um, you know, and then with the linebackers, you know, you're, you're plugging and playing again over That's there on that side of the ball. And those guys are – out of position a lot of times, and it's just been it's been tough on that defensive side of the ball. I think as a unit, I would I'd give them literally probably a D. They right now, and we're about to get into the thick of it and find out what those defensive either those guys are going to have to man man up or take a walk. I mean, because <laughs> I mean it's easy to throw F out there for them too. Well, are you talking linebackers? I, I don't. I think I our mean, linebackers are are are, are uh, a solid C. I think they're a solid C. Um, they, 
again, I mean, they're they're plug and play guys. They're not somebody that's going to come in. I mean, I think we got one guy that's that's actually showed up. Lee Coba. Coba. Yeah, Coba. And and he transferred up from a smaller school and and um I I think he I think he plays well. So to give, you know, it should be three of them, but I think we only have two linebackers in this system. Um I, I would say a solid C. Dixon's a five-star recruit. That's what gets me. The kid that transferred from, from Penn State. Oh, Penn State. Okay. He transferred in from Penn State. He's a five-star recruit. I think his name's Lance Dixon. He came in as a five-star. He was like a top 50 player. And for, I don't know, I mean, I don't know. But I would, at the linebacker group, I, I'll give him a C. I mean, I don't think they've really done anything spectacular, but they haven't really killed us either. <laughs> Well, yeah. he did in that pit game. Yeah, they've well. been a little out of position here and there. I think it's been a solid effort on that side when you're trying to adapt to what we try to do defensively. But, you know, a couple plays here and there. Listen, the defensive line, they're chewing up the blocks. Right. And they should be free to make more tackles. And yeah, run game, run game. I, I mean, the that's why I gave them our, our D-line a B. Um, because run game, they've been lights out. You know, rushing the passer, that's that's, that's even, the killer. Yeah, you got to rush the, the passer. Well, let's take a break. But before we do, I want to remind you guys, swing by and see our friends at Sports Fans at Sports with an S, fans with a Z dot com. Use the Touchdown City code, promo code TDC10. That gets you 10% off of your purchase. Again, that is Sports Fans, Sports with an S, fans with a Z dot com, promo code TDC10. Head over there, pick you up some Mountaineer gear. And um, they'll get that out into the into the mail to you as soon as possible. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. We've got some great stuff lined up for you. The Touchdown City Show will be back right after this. Hey, guys, it's buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings. And guess what? You're going to be a dad? What? No. It's boneless Thursdays, which means free wings. <laughs> You'd be a great dad. Buy one, get one free boneless wings every Thursday. Only at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one of equal value free at participating locations for a limited time. While supplies last, limit one, not valid with other offers, size exclusions apply, delivery and takeout valid on Buffalo Wild Wings website or app. Fees may apply. This is Aaron Beasley, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Show. Hello, it's Michael Sussman here with this week's Look Inside Mountaineer Football, brought to you by Salango Law. The WVU football team was off this week after last Saturday's 38-20 loss to Texas and Austin. West Virginia sustained several injuries in the defeat, including one to the head of freshman tailback C.J. Donaldson, who was carted off via stretcher in the second half. Here's WVU head coach Neil Brown with an update. He is uh, he's recovering. He's in our concussion protocol. We got we got beat up pretty good in that game. I don't want to comment on anybody else until later in the week, but had a couple significant injuries. I think we had four concussions in the game. The Mountaineer offense struggled mightily Saturday, putting up just one first half touchdown and recording a modest 314 yards. Finding more offensive weapons will be a top priority in practice this week as Neil Brown turns his attention to Thursday night's matchup versus the Baylor Bears. Offensively, we've got to create some depth of wide out. We didn't play as good at that position on, on Saturday, but I think some of that is, you know, we played the, our three top guys a lot of snaps. And so we've got to, we've got to create some depth there. Jeremiah Aaron, Reese Smith, both of those guys are capable of playing more. And then we've got to get Cortez, uh, Braham going. Perhaps the more glaring deficiencies for West Virginia have shown on the other side of the ball as the Mountaineers currently rank dead last in the Big 12 in defensive efficiency. Defensively, we just got to work on our, our fundamentals. We got to get we got to do a better job of getting lined up, and our our pass coverage fundamentals have got to improve. 
and from a personnel, we got to figure out our best guys and play our best guys. You know, so that's that's something that that we'll work on this week. And then the secondary piece is, you know, we just weren't good enough. And Xavier Worthy's a really good player. You know, most of the plays he were making weren't contested plays, and so that's where the issue is. West Virginia has been particularly suspect at the cornerback position, which has forced the Mountaineers to drop back into a soft zone coverage. The last two weeks, we would have liked to have played more man, you know, because I think it helps because it allows you to bring another one in pressure. But when we've done that, we've been burned a little bit. We've got to play a coverage that we can get lined up the fastest in, okay, and that gives us the best opportunity to be successful. I would like for that to be include man coverage, but – you know, if that's not the case, we can, I don't think we can force it either. And the issue of dropped passes continues to be a focus after the Mountaineers put seven balls on the turf last Saturday. I always talk about you want to catch, you know, plus 90% of the catchable balls. There's going to be times where you do everything right and for whatever reason, you just don't make the catch. But you need to catch 90 plus percentage of your balls. Obviously, seven is, is not catching 90%. Despite a lackluster 2-3 and three start to the year, you can expect a raucous atmosphere at Milan Pushkar Stadium as the Baylor Bears invade on Thursday night. And pumping up the crowd as usual will be the Mountaineer herself, Mary Roush, who I caught up with at the state golf tournament in Wheeling this past Wednesday. I expect it since it's Baylor and it is a Thursday night. I know that it'll probably be close to full no matter what, even if you know we do have a losing season, Mountaineer Nation always shows up so I know that it's going to be packed it's going to be awesome you know we had a night game when we played Kansas which was really cool and you know we haven't had night games in Morgantown for like four years so to get those back this year especially have so many Thursday night games which is really exciting. With the Mountaineers idle Saturday we'll take a look next at some of the high-flying moments from an exciting day in college football. The 17th-ranked TCU Horned Frogs handed the Kansas Jayhawks their first loss of the season winning 38-31 to in Lawrence. TCU wideout Quentin Johnston went off for 206 yards and reeled in this go-ahead touchdown to put the game away late in the fourth quarter. In the pocket, Dean McCardo blocks for him, throws deep ball right side. Johnston got it. Did he get a foot down? Touchdown, TCU! Quentin Johnston comes up with it. There's a penalty marker on the play. It's a 24-yard reception that sends him over 200 yards on the day. And a touchdown here for Quentin Johnston to put the Horn Frogs up with a minute 36 to go. That's Learfield's Brian Estridge on the call. Staying with the Big 12, the 20th-ranked Kansas State Wildcats edged Iowa State 10-9 in Ames. Here's K-State head coach Chris Kleiman postgame. Uh, what a game. Uh, what a win. A really good football team. Uh, this is what it's like in Big 12 play. I was so pleased with the defense. Uh, did enough on offense uh, to rush for 131 yards, hard 131 yards. Uh, but uh, in the fourth quarter, to be able to, to, to get a couple drives, the drive to get the field goal, uh, to go ahead. And the number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide grinded out an ugly 24-20 win over Texas A&M. Bama delivered the game-winning stop with just three seconds remaining as A&M failed to punch it in from the four-yard line. Despite the victory, Alabama head man Nick Saban was quite critical of his team post-game. Uh, that was not our best football out there tonight. Um, when you don't have your quarterback playing and uh, the second team guys got to play, everybody's got to play better. Uh, everybody on offense has to play better. Uh, everybody on defense has to play better. And, um, you know, Jalen did some good things, but obviously a couple turnovers. And But he's going to live and learn, and we're going to live and learn with him. You know, we'll just see what kind of progress Bryce makes for the next week. But 
we're going to play a, a really good team next week on the road and certainly have to play a lot better to have any chance of being successful. Thanks for listening. This has been Michael Sussman with this week's Look Inside Mountaineer Football brought to you by Salango Law. The Touchdown City Show will be back right after this. Foundation problems don't get better with time. They don't get less expensive to fix either. They get worse, slowly but surely, as the years pass. But at some point, no matter how much you wish or pray or ignore them, they need to be dealt with. But there is a solution. Because foundation problems don't get better with time, but they do get better with us. Visit AlfredHomeSolutions.com and schedule a free estimate today. It's Mountaineer football season at Tony the Tailor. Tony the Tailor is the Valley's preeminent men's clothing store. Master Tailor Anthony Perizzino has assembled an extraordinary combination of world-renowned vendors and support staff with one goal in mind, to exceed your expectations. In addition to hand-tailored clothing, Tony the Tailor also sells quality WVU apparel from Johnny O to show your support for the Mountaineers. Use promo code Let's Go for 20% off WVU apparel at bestmastertailor.com. Hey, Mountaineer fans, this is Charlie Bauman, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Show. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show, presented by Selengo Law in the studio with Michael Sussman, Derek Bailey, and the GOAT, Avon Coburn, who's yawning over there. You sleepy, man? No, I'm getting bored with this bull. No, this is great. It's an off week, man. We can just talk about whatever we want. And since we're going to talk about whatever we want, I want to I want to kind of get into some uh, great events. You know, a lot of times people probably call on you for charity stuff, and they call. I get calls for stuff for donations, and right. there's a lot of good stuff coming up. So I thought I would just kind of being an off week, we talk a little bit about some uh, great events coming up that Mountaineer fans may be interested in. Uh, the YWCA has a great event coming up on the 22nd, Guys Night Out. You've been to that before. Have you ever been to that, Michael? I have not up there at McChunk in the, the big screen. No, they moved it down to um, Oaks, Oaks Field. Field. Oaks. Yeah, so they do it at Oaks, and uh, it's rain or shine. Right. But it's a good time, and it's for the YWCA, the Sojourner's Shelter over on the uh, east end of Charleston. And um, if you're a Mountaineer fan, check it out. I think it's a $100 ticket. Something like that. But it includes all the beer and food. All the beer and food and pig you want to eat. Yeah. (laughs) I laugh (laughs) because Avon doesn't eat eat swine. You don't dig on swine. No, I don't eat the swine. But, But, you know, I I don't knock anybody that does. I just just laugh (laughs) because you're like, and all the pig, you you can have it all. I don't want any of it. Right. But uh, it's a good event. And then um, I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about an event that I've got coming up on November the 5th. Um, so this is year 12. I, get, I lose track of it now. I think it's 12 or 13. But so on Christmas Day, I visit the um, Davis Child Shelter. They're a part of the West Virginia Children's Home Society. And that's that little gray building as you're going to the airport, if you to the left. On the left side. Yeah. They house 10 teenage kids in there. So in like 2010 or 2011, I need to look that up because I've, I've been doing it for so long that I forgot uh, we started having like game watch parties, WVU game watch parties. And, um, you know, it's a really good time. We partnered with Buffalo Wild Wings 10 years ago, and we still partner with them today. Um, so first, the event is going to be November 5th at Buffalo Wild Wings Nitro Marketplace. Um, we're going to have two consensus All-Americans, 
Um, Darius Stills is coming down, and your boy Grant Wiley. G Dub, and it's a great event, man. I've been there before. Um, don't expect us to win the game. Yeah, our record is not very great. <laughs> I think it's a jinx, but it's for a great cause. So please come on out and um, support this event. I mean, it's it's been fantastic. Get to see my boy G Dub. I'm definitely gonna stop by and show some love and sign some autographs for my boy. Um, so a little bit of charity that I do as well. It's so for the for the listeners. It's a free event. Um, if you would like to reserve or sponsor a table, feel free. You can text me at um, 304-444-4104, and I can set you up with a reserved table. That way you don't have to fight the crowd. You don't have to worry about not being able to get a seat. Uh, we've got a, three different levels of sponsorship, and um, I'll be happy to walk you through that. Um, the guys will be there doing the autograph thing. Uh, we have a great silent auction. I've real, I've worked hard on the silent auction this year. You grab some good stuff, huh? So and hold on before you go. If you guys see a a younger lady, maybe a little bit older, with some gray hair and some glasses, <laughs> you are not going to win anything in that in that uh, raffle. So I'm sorry, but um, she wins everything all the time. I think it's rigged, but it might not be. He's referring to my mother. <laughs> she wins everything. Yeah. So funny story um it started back we were doing the we were doing we did one for the why for the why yeah and she walks in she just kind of moseys in she comes up to me and says hello well we're gonna go sit over here she says what are you raffling today i said oh i've got this autographed basketball it's a team basketball <laughs> this is when javon carter was there you know they I think they went to the tournament that year and she said well that's what i came for and then they drew her number right out of the hat which was i mean and it start. That's when it started, and it hasn't stopped. She wins. She wins every all day. the time. That's his mother. That's what sounds, I was thinking. Sound, sounds that's what, no, that's what was I was thinking. Fishy. But then, but then, other people pulls the numbers. I don't pull out. the yeah. tickets. I was I like, quit. how are you I'm always kidding. winning? But and then at the Mountaineers on Main Street event, that no, <laughs> she won the tickets to the pit game. <laughs> He he walked up to her yeah, and said, "You're just, probably going to win something today." Uh, and she uh, walks uh, over and she says, "Hey, I won two tickets to the pit game. Go tell Avon I won." <laughs> <laughs> she always wins, man. She is. Uh, I got to go. When we go to Vegas, I'm taking yeah, her. Yeah, might as well. So, but we, we'll have a great time out there. And uh, shout out to the people, the the crew out there at Buffalo Wild Wings and Nitro. Uh, Christina Fitzgerald, Cece. She's is a. I think she's a regional manager now. But uh, their staff does a great job. I mean, because we kind of take the place over, and it's a I'm a pain in their butt. Right. And we take the For place good over. Calls, but, For good calls. but they are so good with our guests, and you know, and it runs smooth. And um, you know, we've got 20 items that we're going to be raffling off. The grand prize, it's 11 by 17 of Coach Bowden from the 75 Peach Bowl. Ooh. And the team they're carrying, carrying him, him off, off the field. Yeah. And he's shaking Lou Holtz's hand, and he autographed it. Uh, sorry, Lou. God bless Bobby Bowden. You know, because it was Lou Holtz versus Bobby Bowden. That's big time. I mean, God, you know, God rest his soul. You know, rest in peace. You know, uh, uh, Bobby Bowden. Yeah. So a friend of mine who's a memorabilia dealer um, actually hooked me up with that. But we'll have um, Pat White just sent me something back Friday. Mm. Um, got a really cool picture of Phil Brady. The fake punt from the Sugar Bowl. I've been trying to get some things that are kind of unique because there's some people that come out and they're like really big collector types. So Phil Brady, Gary Stills, Mark Bolger. Um, trying to think, I lose track. This stuff starts coming in. Aaron Beasley. Um, what about Tally? 
Daryl Talley, have some Daryl Talley, Jeff Hostetler, um, Major Harris, of course. We got a big 16 by 20. Um, trying to think what else. Anyway, and then uh, so we'll do that. We've got that's going to be some silent auction stuff. We'll have a raffle. It's all for a great cause. Again, if you'd like to be a part of it, give me a t- shoot me a text 304 444 4104. You can find it over on the Facebook page. Um, you know, the event in there. And again, Grant Wiley, Darius Stills. It's a good time, man. I appreciate Avon coming out and and, and supporting the cause. It, you know, it's it's tough to continuously ask these guys for you know for things, but uh, man, these these former Mountaineers come through, and I appreciate it. It's big time. Yeah, and that Sugar Bowl Foundation is um, you know near and dear to our boy Anthony. Um, obviously, he does this, and it's um, you know memory in memory of his father. Um, and uh, you know anything that Anthony does, I want to be a part of, and and uh, you know it's going to be a great event. Come on out, please support. Um, get a table or two, um, and uh, you know let's let's pray for a win. Let's get the mojo <laughs> right. It's o, o, o and twenty seven. No, right? we we've won a few. We won a couple we're, of bowl like, games. So it's twelve years. It's running twelve years. So we're probably like two and ten right now. I'm like, bro, this is bad. Like, but it's gonna turn this year. We're gonna get a win, and uh, I think we can beat Iowa State. Don't you? I think we can get Iowa State. I, I do, I do. I, he, Derek, don't believe we can beat anybody. I don't think right? we can beat anybody on the road. Yeah, it. Well, here's the thing, and like I tell people, like I'll tell somebody about it, and they're like, "Oh man, you know, I don't know if I want to come and watch." I'm like, "Look, man, the event is a really yeah, good it's, time. It's not for yeah. the game. After a point, it's not for the game. Yeah, the event's a really good time, and and you know, we keep it active. We got we do the squares, we do the raffle, we do the auction. Um, it's a fun time. It's a fun time, but. Don't expect to win because he's got some mojo on it. But you know, if you know me, I'm 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 gonna be there. But again, just come for the wings. Yeah, just come for the wings. Wings are always good. Those um those Asian that Asian zing is ooh spicy garlic. They're delicious too. Uh, no Asian zing. That's it. Yeah, it'll be a good time. So again, if you're interested in coming out, text me 304-444-4104. That's if you'd like a reserved or sponsored table. But again. It's absolutely free to come, but you're going to be at your own risk getting a seat because I think with that type of lineup, we'll have a good turnout. All right, when we come back, Michael Sussman will have the report from the national scene, and we'll do all that after this. The Touchdown City Show will be back right after this. It's our liquidation event at Todd Judy Ford. We have just repriced 97 vehicles below market value for immediate liquidation. We have cars, trucks, and SUVs in all price ranges available immediately. And you can start the process right from your phone. Just go to our website or Facebook page to chat with our team. We can send you a link to appraise your own trade using Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer, and we can send you an application for financing. And financing is available for all credit types. Just go to ToddJudyFord.com and see for yourself. Where do you go to buy your sports memorabilia? Hmm. Your answer needs to be Sports Fans in Tays Valley. Sports Fans has WVU and Marshall shirts, hats, autographed merchandise, gifts, and more. NBA, MLB, NFL, and other NCAA teams. Shop in store at Liberty Square in Tays Valley and online at Sports with an S, Fans with a Z, WV.com. Sports Fans, the Canal Valley source for all things sports. If you can't be an athlete, be an athletic supporter. The Touchdown City Show will be back right after this. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Show presented by Salingo Law. 
And we're going to pass it over to Michael Sussman. He's got some highlights or some headlines, excuse me, from around the country this week. What do you got for us, Michael? All right, so to start out, an absolute laugher in Red River, Texas, <laughs> blowing out Oklahoma 49 to nothing. What do you guys make of these Sooners? Laughable. The, the, Go ahead, Derek. I mean, there's just no, they're awful. They're awful. That team, I watched that. I watched some of that. I, I turned it off. I, I've never turned. I can I can remember feeling games like you know they had a 21 point lead one year. They blew it. Then they won it like on the last play of the game. I mean, crazy things happened in that game. It's 35 nothing in the third quarter, and I finally had had enough. They just man, Oklahoma is bad. You can say they didn't they didn't have their quarterback. Okay, they got beat 49 to nothing. It's not like they got beat. 42 to 27. They got beat 49 nothing and Texas called off the dogs. There is that program is in shambles right now. I don't know what's wrong with them. And they got rolled last week. Yeah, I mean and and now they have Kansas coming in and I saw they're a seven and a half point favorite. I don't think they can beat Kansas. I mean, and that Kansas quarterback, whew, we'll talk about that. But I mean, but Oklahoma is a mess. They hired a defensive coordinator as a head coach. The last 3 weeks they've given up 41, 55 and 49 points. Uh, I think they've been gashed for over 200 rushing yards in all three games. It might even be 300. I don't know how long. I've never seen a coach fired after one year, but, I mean, if they finish three and nine, which is not out of the question as bad as they look, they they might fire him after one year. I don't know. We'll sh- <clears throat> we shall see. But I do love to see the the fact that the Sooners are below us in the rankings. Well, let, let, yeah, who had, <laughs> who, had, who had Oklahoma dead last? In the Big 12 after three weeks of Big 12 play. Nah, I mean. I didn't. Well, I, I knew they weren't going to be as good as they were because they lost their quarterback and their coach. So, And yeah. then probably the best game around the conference yesterday, TCU hands Kansas its first loss, a 38-31 to win in Lawrence. Uh, what were your all's impressions of that one? Um, I thought that was a fantastic game. I thought Kansas got a bad no call late. He threw a ball, and I'm referring to he. It was the backup quarterback came Jason, in. Jason Bean. Daniels was hurt. I believe it was a shoulder injury. But anyways, Bean threw a ball, right. and it looked on the receiver's break. There was jersey stretching, and if he'd had the extra step that it cost him, he would have caught the ball for a first down, and they may have gone on and scored. Uh, it was a bad no call. It was a great football game, though. I thought both teams played extremely well. I think both teams are extremely well coached, and I think both teams are very, very, very much improved. And TCU's got a huge game upcoming this week, and they may, they're, I mean, you know, they're going to be a team to reckon with to win that conference. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a fantastic game. I mean, it was one of the games that I was, I was tuned in for because Kansas is kind of my new biggest team, my, my new best <laughs> team in the, uh, in the Big Twelve. I mean, yeah. obviously I love my Mountaineers, but listening, I mean, watching how you know Daniels played, and then that backup quarterback comes in and plays lights out I mean I he actually looked like the quarterback from Oklahoma last year I was like man who is this guy he was he was phenomenal how do they have two quarterbacks like that on Kansas's roster and West Virginia has a hard time finding one yeah. I don't know but that guy's great Jason Bean came in yesterday with 16 to 24 262 yards Jesus four touchdowns it was it was an incredible I mean and it was a it was a great shootout in the second half I believe at halftime it was only like 10 to 3 right. it was a very low scoring game it was kind of a defensive struggle and then all of a sudden they just both started erupting for points and TCU has a monster at wide receiver oh yeah. I'm not he sure was that kid's yeah though. he I can't, he, he is Johnston Johnston he is an absolute monster he made a beautiful catch in the end zone yeah, to great. put uh, to put TCU ahead 38-31 it was a great catch I know one thing. Even with the loss, Kansas has to stay in the top, the top twenty-five. Oh, I haven't not, checked it. They're going to be ranked. They, they have no to way stay you, ranked. You, you knock them out. 
And then another thriller between Jimbo and Nick Saban, Alabama, surviving 24-20. to It came down to the wire with Bama making that last stop in the final seconds, A&M inside the five. They couldn't punch it in. What would you think of that final sequence? Uh, you know, <laughs> A&M is struggling bad on offense. I thought Alabama let them hang around due to the turnovers. They were four turnovers to one is going to cost you. I don't know there was a bad pass interference call there, but kudos to Alabama. I mean, they found a way to win with a backup quarterback, and I know A&M was playing with a backup quarterback as well. But Alabama just, I mean, it doesn't matter if you win 3-2, to 24-20, or 105 to nothing. They find a way to win. I know a lot of people are going to look at the last drive, and the, even the last play, but if you watch the last drive, A&M was really lucky to be in position to win that thing yeah. at the very end of the game. I mean, you know, Stewart caught that ball in double coverage, and – First of all, they shouldn't have thrown into double coverage. The kid from Alabama let the ball go right through his hand. Arnold, I think, was was his name. He let that ball go right through his mm-hmm. hand, and Stewart came down with it, moved the chains. And then later, uh, on third down, King throws a pick, and then the flag comes out. Yeah, it was the, and that yeah. was a bad call. I mean, yeah. if I was Nick Saban, especially at home, I can see that on the road. You might get that. But at home, and he got that flag, I probably would have went on the field. Let, let me say this, too, though. It's nice to see that Alabama's, like, struggling with teams because usually they win these games 52-10, to 10, and it's not even fun to watch. So maybe it's a, it's a, it's a point that, like, these other teams are kind of catching up with Alabama. Now, I know you still got a ways to go maybe to catch up with Georgia. But, like, it would be nice to see more competitive games when Alabama's involved. I mean, that's two this year now, and I don't care if they were playing with a backup quarterback or not. It was still competitive. And that's what I'm looking for. Like, if, if you would remove Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State from college football, how much fun would it be? March Madness. Yeah. All year. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. that, it would right. be unbelievable. You know, Jimbo's an offensive guy. You know. His <laughs> offense is offensive. That's for well, sure. Well, <laughs> my, my question was, that last play, who drew that up? I mean, it was literally uh, just a quick out to the, to the short side of the field, and you had wide receivers, yeah. two or three guys on the left side. I mean, it – it just was a bad play call, and I no. thought I was like, "They're they're not Jimbo. Real, they're not real happy with Jimbo in in uh, College Station. He may he may not make it. He may not make it. You keep saying that, and when I'm it the, happens, I'm gonna be like, Derek, you called it, man. <laughs> I, I don't think they're gonna get rid of him. I mean, Eighty eighty nine million dollar buyout. Yeah. I'd be shooting for three and nine if <laughs> I was Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> yeah, write me the check <laughs> and tell me when I gotta go. Tell me what door I gotta go out. What time you want me to leave? Yeah. So West Virginia takes on the Baylor Bears in Morgantown on Thursday night. So if you are one of those people that have no clue what the schedule is, it's Thursday night in Morgantown. Seven o'clock, gentlemen. What do you think? Well, I'm gonna be in the place. I'm gonna be in the building. Last time I was at a Thursday night game, we got we we lost. I don't even know it was Thursday night, but it was the pit game. Um, but it was a night game. That was the last one I, I attended, and we lost. Last night game? No, yeah, the last night game. Okay. The, the pit game when we were supposed to go to the national championship. Oh, 07. You haven't been to a night game since? Wow. No, that was I've a never... Saturday game in December. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I tell you, the stat is on oh. it. No, but that was the last one I, I've been to. So you know. Coming back and going back, and I'm taking the whole family with me, so it's going to be a great time. Um, I I think and know for sure that we're going to we're going to win this game because we can't get any worse than what we are. Our defense can't get any worse. So, and, and maybe I'm a homer. I mean, I'm definitely a homer. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a homer, and I, I know for sure we're going to play a lot better. I mean, our, our quarterback is going to you know he's going to get some time, even though their defense is pretty good. Defensive front, he's going to get some time, and he's going to be special. He's going to be elite. Um, our running back's going to run the ball uh, well, and our DBs are going to going to show up because 
I mean, if if they don't, our our defensive coordinator is going to get fired after this game. I guarantee it. Dumpster juice. <laughs> Dumpster I, juice. I, I really honestly have no idea what to expect from week to week. I think this is a very, very winnable game. Baylor is not a world beater. Uh, you have them at home. You have them on a Thursday night. But I do think Baylor will come away victorious, and it's going to be extremely close, maybe like a one-point game. And I think it's going to be because C.J. Donaldson cannot go. That's going to be the difference. We won't be able to run the ball as well as we can with Donaldson in the game, and they'll be able to exploit that a little bit and make West Virginia one-dimensional and possibly tee off on on Daniels. So I think it's going to be very, very close. You might even see overtime again. Baylor's historically not very good in Morgantown, but I think it's going to be an extremely close game, and it's a game that could go either way, obviously, And I, but I'll take Baylor in a very close game. I'll take Baylor. Actually, Thursday night, Morgantown, um, you know, West Virginia traditionally plays well. Weeknight games in Morgantown, especially at night. Tough place to play. But the difference in the game is going to be the fans won't have all day to get lubed up because oh, yeah. they can get into the parking lots until 5 o'clock. But um, honestly, um, I just think West Virginia's defensive backfield's not very good. I'm going to take Baylor in this one. I'm going to try to get caught up with Derek here on the scoreboard. Um, I'm taking Baylor prop in a close one. And I think it's going to come down to something late. I think we're going to be leading late, and they're going to go down the field and score on us. Um, I'm taking Baylor, I'm going to say 34, West Virginia 31. Yeah, well, I'm going to give you a score on this one. I'm, I'm going to say West Virginia 24, Baylor 17. And that's that's unheard of in the Big 12. And the reason why I say that is our DBs are going to show up, get picks, and make both of you guys come in and say, Avon, you know what, you are you are a Nostradamus. <laughs> I'll uh, say 31-30, Baylor. Uh, okay. All right, guys. Well, first of all, for the listeners, thank you guys for listening to the Touchdown City Show here on your favorite radio network. And if you enjoy the show, make sure you find the show over on your favorite podcast platform. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And, of course, if you want to support the show, get you a Touchdown City shirt, head over to touchdowncity.com, and you can do that over there. Use the radio code TDC10. For the gang, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. To hear more of the Touchdown City Show, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify. The Touchdown City Show is produced by Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media, the Charleston Gazette Mail. Get your Touchdown City Podcast merchandise by visiting touchdowncity.com.